0: This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is
1: reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and
0: relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self esteem that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like when you say, I I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who know the truth. One man, Jew and
2: Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God, that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get
0: into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people?
2: Thank you for joining us on Matter of Theology. Now, we had a little goof last time we went to record me it was my fault
0: i don't appreciate being called a goof
2: (laughs) me being the genius that i am uh didn't stop the recording and then record again so that we got all the the wisdom from josh when he joined us so it was basically just us talking um and we would have posted yeah we would have posted that but there was so much good stuff from Josh. Uh, yeah, it had to be in there. It had to be in there. Uh, so we decided to do it. Plus, again, it's that so. buttery
0: smooth voice, man.
2: It is, that's man. Right. It's perfect. It's, it's perfect the, for it's radio. The golden molasses.
1: Yeah, that's what he called it last time. That's right. <laughs> it's the Morgan Freeman. oh uh, yes,
0: the Morgan get Freeman busy. of podcasts, get, folks. Yeah,
1: get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, that's right. That's
2: yeah. right. <laughs> so on on today's show what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about mortifying sin or the mortification of sin and we're going to be really walking through john owen's work the mortification of sin and so if you follow us on the socials uh on instagram i actually posted a picture uh, a couple of weeks ago of the book mortification of sin and to let you guys know that we were going to be going through that uh so i really hope that you guys uh if you're listening had a chance to pick that up i mean it's really cheap i think i got it for three bucks off amazon um but if you don't have it yeah yeah it was really cheap uh and since i'm a prime member free shipping you know so but if you don't have this book we would encourage you to go get it Uh, it is definitely going to be beneficial to uh the life of every believer yeah very nice nice light
1: bathroom reading yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I.
0: It's one of those things that when you. Uh, when you read this book, speaking of bathroom reading, that's exactly what you end up feeling like. Is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> so, than one mortification yes, going on? Yes, exactly, remember, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, this uh, th- this book was uh, just to give you a little background. It was written in 1656. So, uh, this 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 work of uh, of John Owen, and uh, for those of you who may not know who John Owen is, uh, he was born in 1616. Uh, died August of 1683 uh, and is quite possibly uh, I mean he's one of the greatest theologians and pastors uh, uh, that, that we will ever know um, so he has uh, written and uh, a lot of a lot of his sermons have been uh, put into manuscript form uh, AG just got a big how many volumes is in that buddy 16 volumes 16 volumes of the works of John Owen and, uh, and
2: there's still there's actually more because there's two other volumes that aren't included in that and then there's his uh, Hebrews commentary which is like I think now is another seven volumes.
0: Yeah yeah so um, this is this is a fantastic little book it's 130 pages uh, and I just finished it this week and uh, I really dig dug into it and started it um, around the middle of July. Um, so now I'm not a slow reader. Uh, some may hear that and be like, man, come on, man. You got to read a little faster. Uh, but it's it's that it's one of those books you don't want to fly through is you want right. to sit and let it marinate as it is an exposition and application of Romans 8 uh, verse 13 specifically. But of course, uh, in, in classic Puritan fashion, uh, he is he uses the entire uh, counsel of God. Uh, in order to uh, encourage and admonish every believer uh, that if they're not daily killing their sin, it will be killing you, uh, and that is that is the truth. Um, and if uh, and 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 uh, I know all of us could pe- speak from personal experience, but uh, but I'll I'll definitely amen and write on that one uh, that it, it will it absolutely will will be killing you. So um, he wrote the book. Uh, because he was concerned with the present state of professing believers, he says. And uh, he he talks about how there are temptations of every kind that are constantly around us, that there's this constant battle uh, with being in the world and at peace with the world, but not of the world and fighting against the world. Um, and then how to recognize sin in our lives and how to mortify it. Um, and, and he tackles everything from from self-wrought mortification. Uh, he says self-wrought mortification, quote, that hasn't and doesn't and never will work. Uh, he talks about superstition, self-righteousness, and, and anxiety being the outcome of that. And then Banner of Truth, who publishes this work, um, their their quote in the in their introduction to this says that Owen quote Owen deals with a topic seldom expounded today, the need for Christians to engage in a lifelong struggle through faith in Christ and by the power of the Spirit against the sinful and corrupt tendencies which continue to work in them till the day they die. Mm-hmm. So I'll pause right there, I guess, before we dive into Romans eight, Fellas, You got anything to add?
2: Josh?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things where, especially that last phrase, until the day we die, right? I think we talked about in the last podcast that wasn't recorded, um, but that's okay. <laughs> that that it's, it's something that we should always realize is that we never get to a place where we've arrived when it comes right. to sin, right? We never get to a place to where we're like, all right, I, I, have, I have conquered it. I, I'm there. I don't need to be on guard anymore. Right, the the very nature of living with our sinful nature is it's until death. Now, That's right. the the goal is sanctification, uh, obviously, and the 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 ability to fight the sin. Lord willing, gets easier as we depend more on Christ and and mm-hmm. less on ourselves. But that fight is always going to be there. It's always mm-hmm. going to be something that we are striving toward putting putting to death our flesh, striving to look like Jesus. And it's something that we always need to realize that it's it, we can never become lackadaisical in right. our that's fight right. against right. sin and our desire to look like Jesus. Right. That's, that's yeah.
2: right. This is a war that that's, must right. Be waged that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Be waged yeah. Right. Yeah, Thomas Watson called sin a pollution. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a virus that spreads. And uh, today, I, I I just finished reading uh, Jonathan Edwards' uh, sermon "Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God," and I had never read that sermon before. Oh, wow, man. wow! And he he says in, in there quote, and, and this is another reason why we mortify the sin in our lives. And and he expounds on this at length. But he says quote sin is the ruin and misery of the soul it is destructive in its nature and if god should leave it without restraint there would need nothing else to make the soul perfectly miserable yeah. the corruption of the heart of of the man is immoderate and boundless in its fury and while wicked men live here it is like a fire pent up by the course of nature and as the heart is now a sink Of sin, so if sin is not restrained, it would immediately turn the soul into a fiery oven, or, or furnace of fire and brimstone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and he had people passing out, screaming and vomiting. Yes, yes,
0: he did. He (laughs) absolutely did. So wailing. So powerful. Read the Great Awakening. It's in. I'm, I'm which, reading that right now as well.
1: Which weirdly happens. The same thing happens when I preach, but it's for, for a completely different reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, people start, yeah, they start getting sick. It's really weird. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but now, if, if, if you're listening
2: and you want to know the the sermon that really launched the Great Awakening, it was sinners in the hands of an angry yeah, God. Yeah. So get you a copy of of that sermon and go read it. And you, you can will get it see, online for free. That's right. And you will see exactly why it launched the Great Awakening. Yeah. So now let's get into let's get into mortification of sin. And I think a good place to start is basically re- really defining what sin is. I mean, that seems so like an easy definition, uh, but you know, how do you, how would you explain sin? What exactly is it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the way the way that uh... I think we talked about it last time was was i i really like the definition of sin as being a worship disorder right is that at the heart of the issue what sin is at the bottom of the rabbit hole is me worshiping something other than god and Mm. the only other option is myself right so it's idolatry it's it's uh it's when whenever we have an affection For something other than Christ and we indulge in that, uh, it is sin, right? It's a worship disorder. And that helps me to think of it in those terms because we were made to worship. We were made in God's image. It's part of what we are. It's part of who we are. We will always worship something. Every human worships something 100% of the time, right? It's either going to be your affections and worship are going to be toward what they should be, what they were created for, which is God, right? But anytime we sin... It is a diversion. It's a polluting of that, and it's a worship ultimately of myself, manifesting in whatever the whatever the sin is, right? Yeah, that's
0: right. Well, yeah, and it ultimately places you know places our places us above where God is supposed to be in and in, in through our lives. You know, Amen. you shall. I mean, the Ten yeah. Commandments. You you shall have no other gods before me. Um, right. and, and we're commanded, uh, through and through in scripture on, on how we are to worship God. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. It's self-love and, uh, it is, it is scripture talks. I mean, we're going to get into that here in a second when we, uh, when we open up the word together, but, uh, that's a great way to say that Josh. I love yeah. that. Great. Yeah.
2: So
1: and now, it was recorded this time.
2: Yeah, it
0: was. Yes, <laughs> we got it. So it actually happened. <laughs>
1: so it actually happened. He is smart I folks. Can, I can for, I can forget everything that I just read. I mean, thought. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> All right, so so let's get into uh let's get into scripture. Chris, let's get into uh I believe you wanted to start in Romans 8.
0: Yeah. Um Calvinist. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Absolutely. And one that does not think that God's love is reckless.
2: Oh. Just yes. saying. Yes. So we're going to start in verse 11.
0: <laughs> it's very, very purposeful. Anyway, uh, Romans 8, starting in verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. But if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Wow. So right off the bat, right out of the gate, we look at the, so he says, uh, verse, verse 12 is kind of where I wanted to start and just kind of unpacking this. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, so what is the, so then it's like, you see Paul writing often the therefore, right? What's the therefore. So to, 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 understand what the, so then is, um, you really have to go back to the beginning of the chapter. You go back to the, back to verse one. Therefore there is now no condemnation for who, for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the very next words in Romans eight, 12 is brethren. That's fellow believers. And he launches into here. He says, we're under obligation. We are a debtor. Uh, It's not as not a condition uh, for our salvation, but it's because of our salvation. It's our duty to live, not according to the flesh or the whole substance of the body, and to be subject to, to sensations or desires that that will disparage us from an ethical point of view. but to, Or to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death. And in the authorized version of the King James, that, that word there is mortify. To kill, to destroy. And it's to destroy with, I like how uh, the, uh, in, in the Greek it's to destroy with accusation with passion with purpose the deeds or and that's translated as actual wicked deeds or actions or businesses or function Uh, if you put to death the deeds of the body you will live and so sorry I had something on the mic Uh, so uh, what what Owen really dives into here is uh, in the introduction he just walks through you know who this is written to the fact that it's written to believers um, that mortification is for believers, not for unbelievers, that if you're an unbeliever, you cannot, you cannot truly as good as you may be, uh, which you're not at all. Um, and, uh, it's directed to you. The condition is if you, so it's not one of those higher life theology, which is heresy, um, higher life theology, the whole let go and let God, um, uh, movement. It, 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 th- th- this is a duty that we have as believers, uh, and the means of how we do that is the Holy Spirit. And, and the duty that we have is to mortify the deeds of the flesh, and we, it comes with a promise: you yeah. will live.
1: Right. Right. I. I. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I think it's very specific language that Paul uses here when talking about mortifying, the sin. it's putting to death. The deeds of the body, right? I think so often, uh, including myself, we can think of our sins as kind of these these pet sins that we keep in right. a cage yeah. and and let out sometimes, but we really try to keep it keep it caged up. But you know, sometimes the dog gets out and the dog's gonna do what the dog's gonna do, right? And I, I hate that because it it is so counter what the gospel demands of us, <laughs> right? Yes. It is so counter what the holiness of God demands of his people is that we put our flesh to the death. Mm-hmm. We mutilate it. We beat it into submission. We mm-hmm. cut it to pieces like Samuel to King Agag, right? It right. root it out. Get the sin out of the camp. Don't tear don't just don't just be fine with bringing down the idols. Go to the high places. Tear them down. Mm-hmm. Tear down everything, right? We don't use enough we don't use good enough language when it comes to talking about no. sin today right, in my don't. opinion I we do r-
2: sin rarely is even talked about in churches today and exactly. if you if you rarely talk about sin from the pulpit or in your small groups well people don't know what to look for w- right when dealing with sin and if you don't know what to look for then you don't know how to work
1: yeah and what's what's really important i think i think the best context to look at it is verse 13 when it says for if you live according to the flesh right. you will die that is yeah, what's yeah. at stake yeah right that is what's yeah. at stake and like, Drew, uh, I think – I think you, you mentioned the NASB mm-hmm. Say, uh, saying you says must, it differently, die. Right? Must,
2: must die. differently must because die because there is right? a payment that must be made for that sin. So if right. your desire is to live according to the flesh, that is live according to the world, live a sinful life apart from God and in the world, the, right. it's not Christ that takes that payment. It's you that must pay right. that debt.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: and we'll, we'll get into this later. I mean, later on in the book, I mean, but later on in the book, uh, Owen goes as far to say that for those of us who are in Christ, that, that God's anger burns hotter, uh, for those of us who still continue to sin, even that's after right. we've been regenerate, mm-hmm. uh, regenerate, excuse me. Um, and then those who mm-hmm. don't and aren't expected to. So, uh, so that's, that's a, that, that, that's a good call out, you know, um, and, and he 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 walks right through that why the flesh must be mortified because it's always abiding um, he says there's not a day when sin foils or is foiled prevails or is prevailed upon um it, it's it's a constant warfare and if it's not continually mortified it will not could not might and going back something to josh you said it's not just the big sins right it's not just the it's it's the little things it's the it's the little white lies. It's the, um, you know, driving in traffic and the temptation of what, what you could say to those who may or may not uh, raise Of
1: raising my holy finger in fellowship in Seattle traffic. Yeah. What? Come on. That's never happened. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, he, he, he Owen says that it can bring forth great cursed scandalous and it's soul destroying. Um, and and if we don't seek to daily mortify it, uh, then we just continue to sin against the goodness, the kindness, the wisdom, the grace, and the love of God, who is the one who's given us the weapons mm. of our warfare. Man, that's
2: good. So now let's right. uh, yeah. let's look at some of the ways that Owen says we are to mortify, or some of the ways that we can mortify sin. No, actually, you know, let, mm. let, let's go to the symptoms. Let's go to symptoms of this of sin. That way we will know what to look for so we can mortify it.
0: Yeah, and to do so, uh, uh, you guys can go ahead and flip there in the book. I'm going to have us flip over to Colossians 3. Flipping in the good old non-Arminian standard Bible. Uh, I pre- you, uh, uh,
1: I prefer the elect standard Bible, but that's just me. That's, that's okay. About. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we'll help you up your game. Ooh. <laughs> oh. All right, you bunch of MacArthurites. Excuse me. I am a lost guy. Okay. I'm a lost guy. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Jesus. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Yeah. I'm of Jesus, people. Okay? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Just as long as it's not the message or the Passion Translation. Really. Ugh, yeah. All right, so he says this, uh, Paul, uh, and you're going to hear a lot of the same language uh, in Romans and Ephesians and a lot of the epistles that he wrote. Um, but uh, starting in verse 3, or excuse me, starting in verse 1 of chapter 3, says, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is your life is revealed then you must then you also will be revealed with him in glory therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality impurity passion evil desire greed which amounts to idolatry now what's interesting about that is that list works backwards that list starts with the action of immorality and works backwards to the reason for the immorality, which is ultimately idolatry. Um, and, and, and that's every, every sin comes from greed and covetousness, and its, its root is founded in, just as we said a few minutes ago, idolatry or self-worship. It is when we, we substitute the sovereignty of God in our lives, when we substitute the love of God in our lives, for a love of ourselves and a grossly misunderstood uh, thought that we are sovereign over our own destinies, uh, that we choose us. We choose to worship us instead of mortifying sin. And what's fan- there's a couple of great resources that I wanted to point out for everybody. Uh, one of the best sermons I've ever heard on killing the sin in your life, speaking of John MacArthur, was given by MacArthur in June. And it's called Killing the Sin in Your Life. And it is an exposition of Colossians 3, 5 through 9. And, and I mean, it, it's by the grace of God that, that, that Dr. MacArthur is where he is and is able to do what he has done. Um, but it is, it is probably one of the best expositions of that passage I've ever heard. Um, so, uh, so I just wanted to start there as far as symptoms, that it all mm-hmm. starts with idolatry. Um, but Owen digs down deeper. So, yeah. AG, I'll hand it off to you, man. And...
2: So, we're going to go into the first symptom. This is, uh, if you have the book, Mortification of Sin, this is chapter 9 The Dangerous Symptoms of Sin. And we're going to go into the first symptom of sin <clears throat> firm establishment over a long period of time and settlement as a habitual practice. This is a sin. That you have done so long that it is now habitual to you. You now do it without even thinking. It's just second nature. So the sin has become so a part of you that you really don't even recognize it as sin anymore. And it's just, uh, you just do it uh, naturally.
0: Yeah, and he says it it makes a deep imprint Mm -hmm. on your soul. Yeah. And it will make its company a habit in your affections, and just like you said, Ag, that you won't even—it—it it, it grows so familiar that you're not even disturbed at its presence, and that it will take an extraordinary course uh, of action. Um, and, and and there's yeah, really there's be if we
2: are not disturbed by our sin, there's a real deep heart issue right there.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you see that you see that in counseling
0: all
2: the
1: time. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, especially like sins like pride, uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. manipulation, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like when it's when it's an unchecked sin that is just left to rot the soul, and that is exactly what happens. You see people engaging in these types of sins, like habitual lying, habitual pride, uh, anger, um, manipulation, mm-hmm. and it just you see it, and they do it, and you can see it; it's clear. But there is just a wall there that they cannot mm. realize they are doing yeah. it. And everyone's like, this is blatantly obvious, mm-hmm. right? right? And I know in my own life, like going through high school and college especially, like that was pride for me. I thought I was very humble. And I look back on especially that stage of my life how and how scared, how scary that is, that I in the midst I was an arrogant jerk that was Mm. so prideful and i thought Mm. i was humble i honestly thought i was and that's just that is such a scary place to be yeah
2: wow yeah man so let's get into symptom number two so symptom number one is that you do it so long it just becomes habit it becomes second nature to you symptom number two when the heart pleads to be thought in good in a good state yet all the while allows the continuance of a lust without any attempt at its mortification. Ow.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no comment.
0: Well, yeah, that's good. That hurts. Good. So, uh, something that, uh, that I, I highlighted in this chapter, um, so you know, he he says right after that, two ways that this may be done is you know, one, when a perplexing sin, thought of sin comes, a man instead of applying himself to the destruction of it, searches his heart to find some mm-hmm. good things in it, so that it, yep. it's justification. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's you're justifying. You go well, you know, and and Josh, I think you mentioned this last time when it wasn't recorded, so it really didn't happen. Um, <sighs> when you said when you said it, it's you know it, it's well we we could even use this as Looking at someone else and saying, "Well, at least my sin's not as bad as that person, so I'm okay. I can keep doing this." Yeah, you know that's a that that's, that's a right. symptom of that. Um, yeah, and you know something that that Owen points out here, Psalm seventy-seven, uh, is a, a psalm that I have held on to for years. Um, you know, he was talking about how this was David's work when he when he communed uh, with his heart in Psalm seventy-seven, six through nine, and he had to call to remembrance uh, one of the ways that he fought this was the loving kindness of God. Remember the Romans says the kindness of the Lord is what leads us to repentance. Um, you know, that, that's been a passage of scripture that I've used personally, um, uh, a lot. And so that was, that, that was, that was something that, uh, that you have to be careful of and a dangerous symptom, uh, to, to notice is if you're looking for ways to justify your sin, um, without any attempt to, uh, to destroy it, and when I say attempt, I don't mean like, hey, let me slap myself on the wrist. No, I mean, I mean, just like we said earlier, you're not shed, you haven't reached the point right. of shedding blood yet mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the destruction of your sin.
1: Well, and wouldn't you guys say that any amount of trying to justify our own sin is just us proving that we have a lack of true understanding of God's yes. holiness and, yes, like, and the wrath of God and the wrath of God and, yes. and, the, and the cost yes. The cost right. of our sin? I mean, even... Right? Like, the reason the is right. so, a thing? So,
2: trying to justify our sin, uh, and we see this in our culture all the time, but we see it in the celebration of specific sins as well. Uh, we see celebrations of the very sins that took Christ to the cross. So, whenever we seek to justify any kind of sin on any kind of level, what we're saying is that... Uh, we're really uh downplaying the cross of christ where the death of christ where he went to pay the penalty for the sin that we committed we're downplaying it and we're saying uh it's really uh what's the word i'm looking for it's uh it doesn't matter it 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 was done in so a way so that antinomianism really so that it paid for it so that now it makes it okay and i can do it because christ died for it
0: and Scripture teaches against that. It says, shall I continue to sin so that grace may abound more and more? By no means. That's right. Absolutely not. Josh. Um, John, hold on. You know, Josh, it, your it, microphone.
2: There
0: we go. Sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> continue, Chris.
1: Here I am talking into a muted mic. It's my day. That's just my day. Maybe God's trying to tell me something. <laughs>
0: um, you know, but we need to remember that we are, um, we are kept from the pit of hell because of the sin in our lives only yes, by the restraining it. grace
1: mm-hmm.
0: of God right um, and, and and that's why scripture is constantly reminding us that now today mm-hmm. is the day of salvation today mm-hmm. is the day of repentance you know uh, Jonathan Edwards again sinners in the hands of an name God I mean he reminds uh, the, the reader um, uh, uh, when you're reading this that the wrath of God because of our sin is like the great waters that are restrained for the present, but they increase more and more, rise higher and higher, till an outlet is given. And the longer the stream is stopped, the more rapid and mighty is its course once it is let loose. For believers, that wrath was let loose yep. on His Son. Mm-hmm. In your place, died in lived the life you could not, died the death you deserved, uh, rose again to defeat death, hell. And the grave and Romans tells us that we are saved from the wrath of God by God through Christ Jesus. So we have to remember that that we are one breath. Without Christ, there's nothing we can do, nothing at all we can do in and of ourselves. We are one breath and heartbeat away from the hell that we deserve because of our sin. That is. And you mentioned uh,
2: Romans six, right? About uh, where Paul says. Uh, shall we continue in, in sin so that grace may abound? You know what he uses when, when he says, "By no means." me in in the Greek is one of the strongest negations that you can have. Yes. but right. he continues and he says, right. "How can you, right? Who who have been bought with a price? Who have been made new? The that which Christ has." Has has that that which took him to the cross, the sins of how can you continue to live in that? Right, you're a new creation. You're the old has died and the new has come. You are a new creation. Therefore, you put to death the ways of the old man. You can't if you can delight in in living your former life as a as a unregenerate sinner, then. I dare say you're not regenerate. You have not come, come to Christ and you have not Correct. you have not understood that which Christ did on the cross.
0: Yeah, and yeah. look, we're we're not saying we are not saying that uh, first of all that we have it right and that we've nailed it, just as Josh stated earlier, yeah, we no. have not arrived. Um, we have we are not just at all. sitting on, on the shoulders
2: of those who have come before yes. us and we are learning from them in order for us to grow yeah. in personal holiness.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's like, if we can, if we can keep that in mind when we are about to sin, like if we can keep that in our heads, like that is the greatest motivator (laughs) is like this sin that I am about to indulge in, this sin that I am about to do is literally pounding the nails yes. into christ's hands yes. and feet further mm. like this tiny little sin that i'm going to overlook that i'm going to engage in because that's ah, really not that big of a deal who's it hurting anyway jesus had to that's die right. because of that that's sin right. the holy son of god was put to death and had the wrath of an almighty mm-hmm. god placed squarely upon his shoulders because of that tiny little s- sin that would be enough yeah,
2: you say you, you mentioned, uh, you know, who does it hurt? Right, tiny little sins. Who does it hurt? But let's think about private sins, right? right? Especially being guys, mm. uh, you know, because because at, at yeah, some right. point, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. if you're a yeah. guy and you're yeah. listening to this, at some point you have engaged in the viewing of pornography. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what you, yes. you know. You know and what this, we're talking about, <laughs> and that is yeah. sexual immorality, and sexual immorality. Yeah. Is a sin against your own body, right? So, so right. just even even private sins, Christ took to the cross. But even when we engage in those as believers, right? It's really uh, s- right. spitting on the cross. And and, yeah. and we're we're yeah. not just well, sinning against God. We're sinning against ourselves and our body as well.
0: Right. And oh, it's that's so su- Paul's getting at. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no,
1: oh, no, ahead, no, no, no. Just, uh, uh, just to finish that. Yeah, it's super important that, yes, we there are mm. private sins, right? But but it's super important to remember that no sin you commit ever is only that's going right. to that's affect right. you. Sin always yes. ripples. And even if you think it's a private thing that's being done in your own home, in the privacy of your own bathroom, that is going to affect you. That's going to affect mm-hmm. the way you think. Yes. That's going to affect the way yes. you view certain things. And that is going to affect Mm -hmm. other people. It's going to have ramifications. No sin ever affects just
0: you. Amen, brother. All right,
2: let's move to symptom number three. Symptom number three, when sin frequently succeeds in obtaining the consent of the will. Mm. Who who do you love more? (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> when uh, yeah and 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 uh, the first thing he says right after that when this when the will finds delight in a sin even though it is not outwardly performed mm-hmm. the temptation yeah. is successful a man may not go along with the sin as mm-hmm. to the outward act yet if he embraces the desire of it in his heart the temptation mm-hmm. has prevailed phil johnson at the Grace Life pulpit, uh, he gave um, he gave uh, a sermon uh, back earlier in the spring about this very topic, and, and I love what he said. He said that that if you wait to kill the sin until the temptation has arisen, it's too late. You kill it at the at, at the thought level, and that's one of the reasons that. And Josh, again, man, like this is why we're re-recording this because Josh had so many great things last time. <laughs> He reminded us that when we do sin, that we shouldn't be so quick to blame Satan. Mm -mm. James 1 says that we sin because of our own lust. Sin starts in the mind, which is why constantly you find scripture reminding us that we need to hide, we hide God's word in our heart that we may not sin against him. Now, the word heart in the original language doesn't mean your beating heart. It means the whole of you, Mm -hmm. your mind. Yeah. So if we we hide God's word in our heart that we may not sin against him to fight those desires at the thought level. And trust me, I, I speak from personal experience. If you don't do that, it will harden your heart. It will uh you will find reason to justify mm-hmm. your sins. That's right. Yeah. You will absolutely we need to talk do it. about the power
2: yeah. of yeah. temptation. So so sin is just the fruit of Temptation, which is the root that sits upon the throne of your heart. So now the power of temptation is it really, if you entertain the temptation, it's going to darken your mind. And when once you have a darkened mm-hmm. right. mind, it then allows the heart to carry out its desire and the lust that it's seeking to fulfill. That's right.
1: Right. Well, and we all know what that feels yeah. like too, right? Like, Like yeah. we all know what it feels like to be thinking mm-hmm. about sinning. Every time you think about it and every time it's (laughs) in your head, you can feel yourself Mm -hmm. weakening. Mm -hmm. You can feel the armor Mm -hmm. being chinked away. You can feel your will being bent and bent and bent the more you think about it. Mm -hmm. And then it's uh, fine. I'll just Mm -hmm. do it. Right. And that's what happens. We all know what that feels like.
2: The temptation is successful that point when you're just even thinking about the temptation is successful that's why when it comes in you wage war against it to put it to death
1: Mm. right right and something uh, guys like uh, i don't know if we did this when we recorded the first time or i might have just forgotten but i really want to just real quick on this can we talk about some practical radical ways to root out the Mm -hmm. sin yeah. That, right? Yeah. Like, like say, like, let's keep it in the realm of pornography, right? Say you're by yourself a lot, right? And you're struggling with it. Do you just, are you helpful? I, I, or excuse me, are you helpless? Or are some things, yeah, sorry. I was, missed. yeah, are you helpful? I don't know who you're helping. Are you helpful? Are Do you have a kind soul? <laughs> because that's what's going to do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let me let's let's try that again. I don't know what let's I'm asking. <laughs> it, it was at this moment. Well, Josh I... knew he'd messed up. <laughs> but no, like so. what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is get rid of the dang phone. There you go. Yeah. Right. Go right. like get out of the house. Get some get some mm-hmm. accountability. Right. Like
0: do some Self. radical changes. I have a friend of mine. Uh, he was the best man at my wedding, actually. Um, he and I, uh, when we were in college, were accountability partners when it came to this, and we we both said, and we, and, and he was um, he was living, his parents lived in Texas. He lived here in Atlanta, um, and so uh, he was at home alone a lot. I, I live with my parents, but I, I had a I had a whole basement to myself. Um, and it had a it had a door to the basement. So uh, what we would do is we were each other's place to flee. You know, scripture says to flee the youthful desires, flee lusts. And so, man, there were literally times that I would, in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. take off to his house. I mean, take off, run out the door, get in my truck, drive as fast as I could, <laughs> not legally, and uh, to his place. And and I was of course call him on the like, hey man, I'm on the way. Uh, and he would do the same for me, yeah. and so we were we were that for one another. Right, um, and we can we confess that every time we messed up. Right. So right. yeah, Josh is right. Don't be alone. Find somebody that you can run to uh, that is going to keep you accountable with this. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do something radical. Like if your sin has you a prisoner. Like I know a story of a guy he worked for. A, it might have been Microsoft or some some big computer company making six. Figures a year, like just tons of money, right? But he was addicted to pornography, and it was on his work computer, and that would be the place you would go. And he couldn't break it. He couldn't break it. He couldn't break it. He was counseled, "Quit your job. If you can't get this under control, quit your job. Get rid of the computer." He did it, and that's what worked. (laughs) Sometimes you have to take a radical, radical stance against sin. Not always, but, like, what are you willing to give up? Mm. Right? That's a question mm. we should ask yeah. ourselves.
2: That's good. So let's... yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's good. Let's keep going. Let's, uh, the, the fourth dangerous symptom of sin <clears throat> is when a man fights against a sin only because the consequences or penalties of that sin. If you're seeking to mm. fight only because yeah. of the consequences and the penalties, you're not really seeking to put it... To death. You're not
0: really seeking to get it out of your life. No, you're not at the That's root. Right. You're still worshiping yourself. Right. Yes. It's still self-love.
1: Great point. Yeah. Because you don't want the discomfort of, right. the, mm-hmm. of the consequences. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and he says in there, and I love this quote. So I'm going to read it. The quote: "Those who belong to Christ and are obedient to the Word of God have the death of Christ, the love of God, the detestable nature of sin, the preciousness of communion with God." and a deep rooted hatred of sin as sin to oppose to all the workings of lust in their hearts. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just that you hey I don't like this consequence. So I'm right. going to do everything I can to make it look like I'm mortifying the sin in my life to free myself of this consequence. It's it's no you got to get to the root of the idolatry. Right. That's an idol. That's that's you got it you, you got to do it.
1: Right. It. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it goes back to it being a worship disorder. Like what deserves Mm -hmm. your affections what is more worthy of your affections your sin or jesus number five
2: Uh, let's see when it is probable that trouble over a sin or lust is a punishment from god
0: Mm. in that very next line I am sure God sometimes leaves even His own children under the power of a particular sin or lust to correct them for former sins. Whew. Sorry, I just blew into the mic there. That probably wasn't good. But um, that's that's heavy. That's yeah, heavy. Yeah,
2: um, I mean, and think about uh, think about the Israelites in the desert, right? In the Exodus, mm-hmm. they've just been rescued. Uh, from slavery in Egypt They're going along And all along the way God is providing For them And then what do they do They complain and then they forget God And then God causes them to wander I mean they, they Wandered in a circle for 40 years You know right. it's, it's just, right. At some point you'd think They'd be like eh, We've passed that mountain I know at least Twice yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> kind of kind of sounds like my job career. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> In right. a circle. But
2: he did that. He <laughs> left them there as judgment for them. J- uh, judgment on them. Yeah. And they didn't even enter into the promised land. The next generation after them did.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, isn't one of the most like terrifying verses in all the Bible, I think it's Romans chapter one, uh, verse twenty-four, which says that God, yeah, therefore gave God over. gave them over. Right. Yeah. He oh. gave them over. It's it's almost as if God is, I mean, I mean, try, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not like this, but but just the mental picture. He's throwing his hands up. He's like, fine, you, you want it? it? That's Here right. you go. That's right. Have it. Mm-hmm. It's all yours, right? And it's just that is mm-hmm. so. And scary. That, that actually goes it's so scary
2: because uh, years ago uh, MacArthur gave. A, a sermon on on that, talking about Romans chapter one, and he 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 explained it as the heart that rejects God becomes a darkened heart, and then and then God rejects the person by turning them over and leaving them in their sin.
0: Yeah, and and when you dig into Thessalonians, look at look at what. Uh... Uh, what Paul says to to when he's writing that letter is that that God will will, will give people a shove that's in right. the direction yeah. that they want to go, so that His judgment mm-hmm. and justice maybe may, may be made complete. It isn't that He is He's causing them to choose to live in that's that right. way. He's giving them over to that, what that's they want what they will be. Jo- and Jonathan yeah. Edwards, yep, yeah, Jonathan Edwards right. gets into that and and sinners right. in the hands of of God right. as well. And that,
2: I mean, right. that's a good. Right. Right. Uh, a good point you just made about God giving them a shove, because that's what that means, that giving over. that's what it means. They're going down that slippery slope of sin. and while they're going down, mm-hmm. God is shoving them in that direction, making them go faster.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. yeah, well, and that should be such such a warning to us that literally our worst enemy that we will ever face is residing within us. Right. Like, I mean, Satan's an enemy. Yes. The world is an enemy. Yes. None of them hold a candlestick to the enemy that is living between your two ears. Right. Like that is, Mm. there's nothing that is more deadly to you than the Mm -hmm. viper that lives in your own heart. That's
2: right. I mean, and if we go back to, to symptom, Mm. what was it? Maybe symptom, symptom number two, because that, that which is living within us is constantly telling us that we're good people. We don't need to mortify right. a sin.
0: What, what do you mean? We're good people, right?
2: Did, did God, God really, really say? say that's
1: right? Did he? Did he? Yeah.
0: Well, and 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 you know, another point to that too. You know, something else that Owen gets into is he the, this deceit, when talking about symptom two, when the heart thought thinks it's in a good state, that there that we're so quick, we are so quick to apply grace and mercy to a sin, but not seeking mm. to mortify it. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. we're we're so quick yes. to go yeah we i can indulge there's grace yeah. there right you freedom know, in christ um, freedom in be, christ yeah that's right i can be you know god's going to be merciful to me yeah. um when really all that's doing is is jude says that that, that that's, that's perverting right. the grace of god mm-hmm. into our sensuality that's right
1: that's right that's right that right. that's, right. that's, that's that's literally standing at the foot of the cross engaging in sin and being like oh it's okay look it's okay. look mm-hmm. it's fine it. Wow. It?
2: like yeah. that.
1: that's what you're Man, doing
2: that's uh... a <laughs> that's a strong picture so uh, let's see this is the last symptom number six when your lust has already withstood particular dealings from God against it God has already come against this sin once or maybe even twice before and you're still you're still seeking to, to live it out
0: Well, yeah, and he says uh, God, quote, God had dealt with them, and he's talking about, he's quoting Isaiah, um, but he's talking about any of us that that have prevailing lust in our lives. He says he's dealt with that by affliction and desertion, yet they held out against all. This is a sad condition from which nothing but mere sovereign grace may set a man free, Mm -hmm. and no one in such a state should presume upon Mm. such deliverance. That's
2: right. Mm. And that you you can take that back to Romans one because at some at one point everyone is the person in Romans one that's talked about in Romans one. And the only way to even come out of that is by the grace of God. If God snatches you up and changes your heart.
1: Right. 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 And that goes against the whole mentality of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and just head down, mouth shut, nose to the grindstone, or yeah, Mm. and
0: getting it done. Right. It's like, no, you don't have the tools. Right. You don't have the equipment right. <laughs> to do it. Okay. So, so that, 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 brings up a good point because, you know, we said at the beginning that it is our duty, our duty, correct? Mm-hmm. To mortify the sin in our lives. So, so if we don't do it ourselves, yet it is our duty. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. And Paul lays that out for us. Uh, he says that, um, that if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you mm-hmm. will live. Yep. So, right. so let that that's one of the reasons, number one, that only believers mm-hmm. can mortify. Only sin. Believer, only yes. believers it's our duty to mm-hmm. That's right. Like, you know, contrary to popular uh Christian culture today, uh, if you are not a believer, and I'm gonna be very, very bold here, and I say this in in, in love, God does not love you and has a wonderful plan for your life. That is not the truth. In fact, um, as Jonathan Edwards said, uh, the God that holds you over the pit of hell, much in the same way as one holds a spider or some loathsome insect over the fire, he abhors you and is dreadfully provoked. His wrath towards you burns like fire. He looks upon you as worthy of nothing else but to be cast into the fire. He is of purer eyes than to bear to have you in his sight. You are 10,000 times more abominable in his eyes than the most hateful, venomous serpent is in ours. (laughs) So, without Christ, without the Spirit living in you, you are an enemy of God. He abhors you and is dreadfully provoked. Now, there is mercy through the one and only mediator, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who lives in you—that um, is the only way that you can do this. That is the yeah. only way that we can do this. Right. Um, so, in this, he he walks through the fact that uh, that only believers can mortify sin, and then it's done by the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so, man, I, I mean, he 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 let us. He reminds us that. You know, God has promised his spirit to us for every good work. And and part of that is, again, we have to recognize this this sin in our lives. Um, and by the word of God, uh, only by the word of God, and through the sanctification of the Holy Spirit, can we truly mortify it and put it to death.
2: And go, going back to right. what you just said about that we must recognize the sin in our lives. We must not just recognize the sin in our lives. We must recognize... Going to that quote that that Edwards that you gave from Edwards, we must recognize how God sees us, and how God That's sees right. us is exactly as you just described. He sees us as these wretched uh, uh, people that deserve death, and it is only it, the only reason He looks at us differently is because we are those of us who are in Christ are clothed in Christ. So that he doesn't see right. us, he sees Christ when he looks at us. Right.
1: Right. And that's the beauty exactly. of the gospel, right there. Mm-hmm. Like that's and that, right. that's and, and that's that's something that that's something that I think churches and individuals don't realize when they when they neglect talking about sin and try to just elevate grace, right? They when you don't talk about sin and you don't talk about the gravity of sin and how bad sin actually is and how holy God really is, when you don't do that, you are actually, because of that, doing so much damage to the gospel. Because if you make sin Mm. small, if you make sin trivial, if you make sin something that God just kind of winks at, well, then then why did Jesus have to die? Right? 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 It doesn't make sense. If it's this small little thing, well, then why do I need a Savior? If God winks at me and loves Mm. me anyway... Then what's the point? No, but the greater and more filthy you make sin, the greater and more wonderful the gospel right. looks Amen. and is.
0: Amen. Amen, man.
2: All right, so now what does uh, what does Owen say about mortifying sin, how we are to do it? We know it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that we can do it because in our strength— if we were to try to do it in our strength, all that does is is lead to some kind of self-invention of doing it, which ultimately leads to self-righteousness, that we did it on ourselves apart mm-hmm. from God. So, how, so mm-hmm. only by the Spirit can we do it. How else uh, does Owen say that we are to mortify sin?
0: Well, uh, we, we, we talked about it when we were talking about that secret sin earlier, uh, but to flee... To flee from it um, that, that we that our desire is to weaken it um, and to kill it at its root um, uh, we need to we need to look at it as an enemy is that how we view it that there's there's step one you know when you when you go into battle and he uses a lot of that a lot of that imagery in this book and, and so does Edwards uh, in a lot of his sermons um, one of the first things you need to know is your mm-hmm. you need to know your enemy you need to be you need to be acquainted with with sin's ways, its methods, its advantages, its occasions uh, uh, of, of 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 success. Owen says, um, you know that we when we go to war, we search out the enemy's plans, we ponder their goals, and consider uh, how and by what means they may have prevailed over us in the past. Right. Then they can de- be defeated. And without this kind of strategic thinking, he says, warfare is very. Primitive, mm-hmm. and so when it comes to spiritual wisdom, we got to find those those subtleties and and those ways that all sin, all indwelling sin and lust in our lives gains advantage, and and put it to death at that point.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Be okay with giving something up. Yeah. Right. right, right. Do you love Jesus enough to give up the comfort and and the the convenience of certain things that might be causing you to, to, to stumble or being the avenue right. that you use That's to right. sin, right? What are you willing to cut off? That's right.
2: This is, what, uh, this is what Thomas Watson says. Christ is never loved till sin be loathed. We, as mm. long as we try to hold on to any sin, we cannot honestly say that we truly love Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not saying, you know, uh, you know, for, for those of you who may end up listening to this and say, uh, so what are you saying? You, you can't be a believer in sin. I can hear certain people saying that. Um, no, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not saying that we're perfect. Uh, what we are saying and no, we're not saying that we won't backslide. No, Hello. Yeah. Uh, we're not saying that at all, but what we are saying is it, it, we're just trying to number one, walk through this, um, with you, and, and remind us that even in the backsliding, that we will be abor, we will abhor our He's sin. Hated. We will hate it. It will it will break our hearts. The guilt and shame will consume us mm-hmm. as it should. You know, a lot of, a lot of people nowadays will say, you know, hey, there's no condemnation in Christ. Haven't you read Romans eight? You're a Calvinist, right? Haven't you read Romans eight? Um, yes, I have. There is no condemnation. But John Owen also points out in this book that it's good to feel the weight of your guilt and your shame as that is one of the tools that will help you mortify sin in the future to recognize it to go i don't ever want to feel this way again i have blasphemed the name of christ the love the sacrifice on the cross and i've grieved the very holy spirit that lives inside of me by living this way
1: right well and it's the very important distinction that i think us Reformed people might maybe don't make very well is it's the distinction between loathing and hating your sin and feeling the the weight and sadness that it brings you versus feeling as if God is going to then disown you. Mm. Mm. Both yeah, of those part. truths that yes, we need mm. to feel the weight of our sin. We need to hate it. We need to loathe it. But the reason we do that is not because we think now that God is going to slap us across the face and say, get out. Right? Our salvation is secure. Yes, that's right. Right? The reason that's it right. needs to be is because, oh, we Amen. did not right. love Christ in that moment as best and as good as we should have. I want to do that more. Right? But right. you can do that while at the same time remembering and letting that drive you to the perseverance of God's right. strength. And, and, and again, going you. back, that's right.
2: what makes the gospel beautiful. That when we hate and we loathe our sin and we come underneath the weight of the guilt and the shame, that's what drives us back to the cross, back to the arms of Christ, and says in repentance, right? That says, "Forgive me." Right.
1: Right. Right. And because when Christ now, when when God Mm. looks on you, He sees Jesus. That's right. He sees Jesus Mm -hmm. interceding Mm -hmm. for you, even in the midst of your sin. That's Jesus right. is right. still covering you in his grace and you are secure. Mm. And that should make you not want to sin more. That should make you want that's to right. sin less that's right. that's because right. of what Jesus is doing for you every second that's of every day.
0: Right. Well, and that's a good reminder too. Uh, again, Josh, going back to something you said earlier, is it, it, it's those little sins. It's it's not just, and, and, and Owen gets into this in the book, he, he said it, it, it's not just the big sins, right. right? That give us trouble. It's we hate all sins. Yeah. We despise all sin in our lives. Yeah. That, that 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 is our focus. It isn't just, hey, I got in trouble for this. Hey, I got slapped on the wrist for this. Hey, I got caught doing this. It's it's no I, I hate it because I did it, but then I hate all the other sins that led up to it. Right. Because it's never I cannot believe I'm gonna quote them because a casting crown song. <laughs> that was a good laugh, Josh. But you know, I, I will say this. I will say this. I, I did. I did like them at one point. Um, uh, but but there's a song called, and, and I agree with this. It's 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 called slow fade. It's a slow oh, fade yeah. when you give yourself away. It's a slow when black and white, <laughs> yeah, black and white turn to gray. And it isn't just a you know, especially with with the big sins in our life. It isn't just a hey, you woke up one day and decided to fill in the blank. Right. It's 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 the little yeah. idolatry, the self worship, the self love that has led up to that. It's you not choosing Christ in the little moments. It's you not saying, "Hey, Colossians 3:17, let everything I do in word and deed do all in the name of God the Father, giving thanks to Christ, all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him." Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. that I've chosen me right in those little moments and it's led up to that
1: right right and that's so applicable for today too with every all the all the pastors that we see falling all of the christians that that we see you know throwing throwing their faith out the window it's it's you are seeing the end result of a big yes. snowball that's right right it started yep. small it started with a pebble and it is a lifelong uh, rolling and growing of choices that they have made that has led to that moment. It's not that's just right. a one off, right? That's that's exactly right, yeah. Chris. It's, yeah, It's very important to think that.
0: Well, yeah. Martin Moore Jones, uh, uh, at when in one of his sermons on uh, on Ephesians six, I've been listening through. Uh, those excellent, excellent messages uh, from the doctor, uh, but he talks about discipline. Uh, an exercise in your life. And, and uh, he was a big proponent. He used to take walks, these long walks at the end of each day. He and his wife or sometimes him by himself to, to just, just think through kind of like Calvin would do to think through everything he had learned uh, to commune with God with that day. Um, and then, you know, it was physical exercise to keep his body healthy. Um, but then it was, he talks about spiritual disciplines in our lives um, that we have to, Set those disciplines up and be disciplined in and of our, as far as our discernment, our time with the Lord, our time in Scripture, right. um, proper proper hermeneutics when studying Scripture, um, and, uh, and 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 talks about that a ton. So if again another resource out there, uh, if you don't have the MLJ Trust app on your phone, you can just go to the MLJ Trust website and listen to all of yes. the sermons for free that uh, martin Lloyd jones would preach and this is out of ephesians 6 and it's uh it's excellent and he specifically gets into sin in our lives and one of the ways to combat that is those spiritual that's disciplines good. Yeah. that's
2: good all right well <clears throat> let's go into wrapping up so uh final thoughts josh
1: yeah there's a quote that i love that i want to share and it's uh surprise surprise from spurgeon right Um, And it says it says this. uh, It's it's a very simple. Oh, dude, you have a Spurgeon shirt on. I love it. That's (laughs) I love it. Uh, And it's and it's it's simply this because we don't want to leave people without hope. Right. Yet. Yes, we are sinful. Yes, we are to be mortifying sin. But there is a great and loving and strong savior that equips us and gives us everything that we need. Right. And Spurgeon said this. He says, remember this quote, God is more ready to forgive then I am ready to offend. Right? And then he went on to say, mm-hmm. uh, you are a great sinner, but he is a greater Savior. And we must remember that, that. Yes, loathe your sin, hate your sin, put your sin to death, but remember, you have been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, who is stronger That's than right. any sin who is stronger than any desires you have and is more Amen. powerful than anything that can hold you captive. You run to him, run to the cross, he has what man, you that,
2: need. That just reminded me of that mm. song, His Mercy is More. <sighs> yeah. All right, yep. All right, Chris.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was going to read a prayer from Maybe. Valley of Vision. Oh, okay. A different okay. one than the other night. Okay. Uh, but, but go ahead, man. No, or did you want to go after me? No,
2: man, I think I've said all I need to say.
0: Awesome, uh, so this is, uh, this is entitled Mortification, <laughs> out, of, out of Valley of Vision. Uh, and so I'm going to ask everybody to pray. If you're driving and listening to this, don't close your eyes. That can be problematic. Um, all right, he says this. Uh, "O divine lawgiver, I take shame of myself for open violations to thy law, for my secret faults, my omissions of duty, my unprofitable attendance upon means of grace, my carnality in worshiping me, and all the sins of my holy things. My iniquities are increased over my head. My trespasses are known in the heavens, and there Christ is gone also, my advocate with the Father, my propitiation for sins, and I hear his word of peace. At present, it is a day of small things with me, I have light enough to see my darkness, sensibility enough to feel the hardness of my heart, spiritually enough, excuse me, spirit spirituality enough to mourn my want of a heavenly mind. But I might have had more. I ought to have had more. I have been straightened in thee. Thou hast always placed before me an infinite fullness, and I have not taken it. I confess and bewail my deficiencies and backslidings. I mourn my numberless failures, my incorrigibility under rebukes, my want for profiting under ordinances of mercy, my neglect of opportunities for usefulness. It is not with me as in months past. O, recall me to thyself and enable me to feel my first love. May my improvements correspond with my privileges. May my will... Accept the decisions of my judgment, my choice, be that which conscience approves, and may I never condemn myself in the things I allow.
2: Amen. Man, yes. That's good stuff. Everyone go pick up a copy of Valley of Vision, <laughs> mm-hmm. along yes. with a copy of Mortification of Sin and any other Puritan paperbacks uh, in that collection. A Body of Divinity divinity. by Thomas Watson That will bless your life Uh, And Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God The sermon that started the great Yes, You will be blessed But speaking of blessed We hope that this episode has blessed you We hope that uh, uh, It has encouraged you to seek out The sins in your life And to put them to death Uh, Not on your own accord But through the power of the spirit and we would strongly encourage you uh, to also maybe get an accountability partner as well that can call out yeah. sins that you may mm-hmm. not uh, know that you have. Uh, so, but with that, we are going to wrap up this episode on mortification of sin. I'm AG Martin.
0: I'm, and if we can be praying. For you in any way Sorry And if we can be praying for you in any way I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Awkward transition I'm jo- no, 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 Never mind, I'm not I'm so Josh, I'm sorry I'm so good at those, man I'm sorry Like, thought hits my head And I'm like <laughs> um, If we can be praying for you in any way uh, And be praying for you about specific sin in your lives uh, And you're a guy
2: Yeah
0: Reach out to us um, we, uh, may, we, may, a lady, we may reach out to uh, someone we, can,
2: we know And say and, and say, here, reach yeah. out to this person if you're a lady.
0: Yeah, yeah. So okay, sorry, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. No, I'm Josh Loftus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh
1: Loftus. It's been great. All right, Chris, All oh. right, we'll catch you
2: on the next one.
0: <laughs> See ya.